the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to SoCal Live with Scott Furrow on 99.5 KKLA. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome to Southern California Live, hour two of our Thursday program. I'm Scott Furrow, and I'm your host. It's great to be with you. We are live in Southern California, all of Southern California, from three to five each and every weekday. And we try to take the issues of the day and look at them from a Christian perspective that challenges us to do what the Lord would have us do with whatever is out there. And uh, we have a good time with that. You can give me a call and join the conversation, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. You can also email me at SoCalLive at KKLA.com, SoCalLive at KKLA.com. Question for you, how many of you have social media and use it regularly? Answer, most of you. Most of us have that. And, you know, it's, I'd like to know how you feel about it. I asked this before the break. I already got a couple of emails about it. 888-528-2557. The big question I want to ask is, is there a way we can use social media for good? Is that even possible? Because most of the stuff that comes out about social media is pretty bad, and it just is. And it is damaging in so many ways, not so much the, sometimes it's the media itself, but mostly it's the addictive quality of it, where people just can't get away from it. Your digital footprint says, study says, that the average person will post over, this is the average person, over 10,000 times in their lifetime. Is that you? Do 10,000 posts? Some of you have done 10,000 posts today. (laughs) <laughs> I know people and my phone is bing, bing, bing. Like I have to turn you off. You're always on there. Do you have a job? What in the world are you doing? And, you know, here's a question I have. I talk about it a lot from the standpoint of we have to be super careful. If you've got kids, they are targeting your kids with social media. My kids are asking me every day for a Google account, for a uh, um, messenger kids account, for whatever other account. And I am just trying to deal with how do I deal with this because I know the statistics. I know the statistics are bad. I know that there are so many different ways that kids get in trouble. I'm so grateful that I didn't have this as a kid. You know, our social media was I had a rotary dial phone and I would have a bicycle and I'd go outside. Most of you are like that, right? You got to hang out with people. And we we do our best to make our kids do that. I know a lot of a lot of parents do that. And try to make sure the kid isn't just looking at a screen, whether it's the TV or the iPad or the phone. Uh, But I also know the temptation of I'm busy. I got something I got to do right now. And my kid is bored and making a mess. Here, here's the iPad. Go play a game. Go do something. And are there things that are good for social media? Let me ask you this. Does your church use social media? Are Are you out there? Is there a way for believers to use social media in a good way? Give me a call. Let me know. 888-528-2557. SoCalLive at KKLA.com is the email address. 
SoCalLive at KKLA.com. How do you use it for good? What do you like about it? Let's just be honest for a minute here. Okay, most people are on it all the time. Can we be, do you have the little thing that says uh, the timer on there? A uh, little timer that says, you know, once a week you get a, a little thing on your phone that says, here's how long you stared at your phone this week. That's an embarrassing number. And I got that number to go down because I bought a watch that's a regular watch. It just has hands, you know, and it has a little tick, tick, tick that goes around. There's probably a, a, a scientific name for that thing. Secondhand. And uh, <laughs> we got so digital. I'm like, what are those hands called? There's a big hand and a small hand and what? Oh, the digital hand. So it goes around. And I deliberately did that because I've had too many conversations with people where they have an Apple Watch or a smartwatch, and they can't stop looking at it, even during serious conversations. I mean, I'm talking about marital counseling where they're in a lot of trouble. And I can at least use it for an example of, well, maybe the reason you're in trouble is that you can't stop looking at your watch. And I almost fired a person. I was so mad who was working for me. And we were having a, seri- we were having a conversation where he was in trouble already, right? <laughs> this was a disciplinary you're in trouble conversation. And he keeps looking at his watch. And the way it was triggering in my brain was, is, do you have some place to go? Like, this is pretty serious. This is your, this is your income here right now we're talking about. This is your job. And you just can't wait to get out of here. Um, and I had to tell him. And I, that's what I said. I said, do you have a place to go? He goes, no, no, I keep getting uh, notifications. And I thought, I wonder how many people we offend We don't even realize it because we're having a conversation and we can't stop looking at our phone. We can't stop looking at our watch. And then I realized because we're supposed to take the log out of our own eye, do I do that? And I realized I use my, I don't wear a watch and I'm using my phone as my watch and I'm pulling my phone out of my pocket to just see what time it is all the time. And I'm doing that in conversations. And then you get the little notification on there and then you're distracted from the conversation. I turned most of those off because like, you know what? I don't even want to get distracted. So I went out and I got a uh, just a regular basic watch. It doesn't even have the date on it, uh, which actually is kind of a bummer because then I have to look at my phone if I don't know what day it is, which unfortunately in my age is a little bit more often. And inside there, you know, most of those notifications there, for some, pe- some of you it's text, but for many people it's social media. It's the Facebook, it's the Snapchat, it is uh, TikTok and don't lie, you're on there. And yes, the Chinese have all of your information because of that Chinese government. And, uh, and we don't care. Americans, I mean, huge numbers are on TikTok, and we're like, government keeps saying, you know, you're just giving the uh, Chinese government all of your information. And you're like, I don't care. <laughs> and you're on there. Uh, what are they? There's Instagram, you know, a whole bunch of them. Uh, I have some of those. It's changed for me. When it, when it was new, it was fun. When it was something new, I, I loved it. Facebook, I think it was Facebook or Twitter, one of them, it used to force you to use the word is. Do you remember that? If you were around when it first began, it would you wouldn't just put a status and be anything. It would say, Scott Furrow is. You had to say is, and you had to say what you're doing. And it was ridiculous. And that's why people started taking pictures of their food and, and like whatever I'm doing right now, well, Scott Furrow is eating this food. And uh, I used to take lines from the office when it was on Thursday nights, I think it was, and whatever I thought was the funniest line, that's what I was doing. So somewhere it says, Scott Furrow is an amorphous pile of khaki, which was one of the lines on that show, which I thought was hilarious. And at the time I was wearing khaki pants all the time. And I was like, Mr. Khaki man. So 
it was so much fun and you connected with people and it seemed great. And then there started with the advertising and then the politics and then the people would start the, the rants and yelling at each other. And then I found myself like censoring out people who are friends, but I just couldn't handle their yelling about stuff. And uh, is there a good way to use it? And I'm asking from this standpoint, okay? I'm asking from the standpoint that says this is not going away, okay? So I'm not arguing for social media. I think our society may not survive social media, okay? I think that it has such a negative effect that um, it would be better to be off of it. But I'm also standing in a place where that's where everybody lives, that that is what everybody's looking at. And is there a way to use it that is productive and positive? And how do we stay away from the stuff that isn't? You have some examples of that. 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557. Robert in Lomita, welcome to Southern California Live. Hey, how's it going? Good, Robert. What do you think about um, this? I think it's a losing battle. Mm. Social media, none, none of the sites are willing to hear the truth. If you post the truth, you're attacked or you're, they shut you off. You can't stay on can't stay on the social media. They don't like it when you speak the truth, uh, so they're very uh, insulted. Uh, they get they get hurt. There's a, there's a political uh, a political angle to a lot of it today, right? Where they yeah, are, well, they, um, you know, they social media now is being charged with determining what is true or not, and they'll block people who they just don't agree with. Yeah, and uh, you know that's foolishness because. Truth is truth, you know, no matter where it comes from. God is the same yesterday, today, and will be tomorrow. Yeah, well, and some truth people would say we should have change. the right to post even if it's not true, right? Is that, you know, who makes that judgment? It's a hard question. Freedom, is, freedom of speech. Freedom of speech. Our, our, our forefathers of this nation made that determination and said, you have the right. I may not agree with what you have to say, but you have the right to say it. It's a complicated thing because they're really talking about government speech and social media still, I don't know if this is the future, but still it's, it's private companies, right? So they can theoretically control what you post and what you don't uh, because they're private. But the problem is, is that so many people, including political figures and government figures are posting official statements on, especially Twitter. Um, that's where you kind of wonder, is this going to be, I think the future might be, and maybe this saves it, is that it becomes a utility. The government runs it. It's not a private company. And then those free, you know, but I don't, I don't know if that makes it any better. That's just where it's going. All right, Robert, I appreciate your call. I think, uh, you're right that it's, uh, it might be a losing battle, but I, what I'm asking really here is, is it a battle that has to be waged? Is there a positive way to do it? And the reason I'm asking that is not to save it and not to save these companies or make them money or any of that. I'm talking about it from the standpoint of believers who need to engage with the world, Uh, not become the world, not be of the world, but we got to be in it. And if the world is staring at their phone, then is there a way to make what they're staring at better? 888-528-2557 is the number, 888-528-2557. You can also email me at SoCalLive at KKLA.com, SoCalLive at KKLA.com. Richard writes uh, the email address 
uh, grown men shouldn't have social media. <laughs> Which made me laugh, Richard. I know you're very serious because of your comment here. But, uh, you know, it's uh, it's a funny comment. But here's what he says is not funny, and it's absolutely true. He says, social media just causes drama and destroys marriages and families. My immediate family from childhood uses it to hurt my family, my children, and there's just a lot of other bad roads you can go down. Uh, That part's not funny, and it's absolutely true. There are different studies out there about social media and its effect on marriages in particular. And a UK law firm conducted a study and found that 30% of all divorces involve the word, the involve Facebook, just Facebook, not even talking about other social media. Uh, One out of every three divorce petition uses the word Facebook. And one of the reasons that that happens is that on social media, there's two sides to it. There's one side where it's just a bunch of ads and it's a bunch of uh, you know angry people or silly people and there's fun and there's this and that. Uh, the truth is, is it's very much social media though, that it's very relational. It's an odd thing because it can make you, it can make you into a person who is isolated and depressed and sad. And at the same time, it can develop very close relationships because if you're texting people or you're you're chatting with them and it's serious things what happens with the with marriages is and this happens all the time is that people on social media will get involved with somebody of the opposite sex who has a a funny site or maybe it's somebody they used to go to high school with that they have connected with the if the social media has kind of destroyed high school reunions like you don't you know I would like to go to my high school reunion. I guess I haven't been, but I know people in my high school better now. I know exactly what they're doing. I've met some of them. And uh, it's, you know, a a reunion is not a surprise. I know where everybody is. I know what their kids are like. I know what their life is like because of social media. And that can be good or bad. But the bad part is that people start to connect with their high school love or somebody like that. And then it starts out very innocent and you say, hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing fine. How are you? Oh, this is your life. Oh, this is your kids. This is my husband. This is my wife, blah, 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 blah. Eventually, you start to have personal conversations because you think this person is distant and they're not really here. And it's, you know, an independent person to talk about my stuff with. But the thing is, is that that is actually very intimate. All right. This is why counselors and pastors get in trouble, right? You ever wonder why there's so many pastors who are going down in flames because of, uh, problems with, uh, you know, cheating on their spouse or other things. Part of it's because counseling can be very um, relational. You get to know people, right, in a very intimate way with their stuff, and you have to be very careful. Well, this happens with social media all the time, is it's actually very personal, and pretty soon you're like, well, let's go meet and talk about this over coffee, and you get together in person, and it only takes, I think the average is 90 days before you're having an affair, an, an actual extramarital affair. It's already an affair emotionally, probably by the time you go to coffee. You never meet in person with that person. You've crossed the line uh, for sure at that point. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Is there a good way to use social media? And I'm asking because I think it is here for good. I think I think your church should have social media pages. Somebody should be running that. We do social media for this show. I'm taking my own social media and converting it really into stuff related to this program. 
And the reason is because that's where people live. That's where, that's where people are. What are some of the ways that maybe it can be used for good and how do we filter out the stuff that uh, isn't really good? I've got some thoughts about that, but I'd love to hear what your experience has been. Has there been a good experience or is it just not good? And if it's all not good, can we get off? How do we get off of it? If this is the way we communicate, we're talking about Twitter being this official um, place for government statements. Um, every, every government organization has a Twitter account and they will post on it and they will make official statements uh, about whatever might be going on politically or legislation that gets passed or there can be warnings. There can be other stuff. There's a, a good use to it. Whenever there's something you know dangerous going on, active shooters or things like that, social media can be great because it instantly communicates with so many people. You know, active shooter going on at such and such an address, stay away, and that pops up on so many people's phones. Universities will use that. There's some definitely good uses for it, uh, like that. And news is is some of the best because if it's live because there's somebody everywhere now with a camera. And often I find out my news on social media, which is scary because it's also the place where fake news goes everywhere. But live news, when something's happening live, somebody's filming it somewhere. That's why we keep having all these videos of everybody fighting each other at the, um, you know, different places and um, the car chases or, you know, we have these videos of these liquor stores being robbed. And uh, to see the one about uh, 7-Eleven getting robbed in L.A. Um, uh, recently, there must have been 30 people in there just taking that place apart. Um, and, you know, the good side about it is you can post it and people are going to turn a lot of those people in probably because uh, I don't know if anything's going to happen to them because of the way we deal with those things these days. Um, you know, probably your church has a Facebook page. It probably has an Instagram are you on it? Uh, do you find it to be encouraging? Is there a use for it? Have you been able to use your social media as a way that is positive in the life of other people? 888-528-2557 is the number, 888-528-2557. And you can email me at SoCalLive at KKLA.com. Um, our lives are on are out there digitally forever long time after you pass away, your your stuff is out there. Did you know that? And uh, that's another weird thing about it. It's kind of uncomfortable once you've lost a loved one and, and their stuff keeps uh, popping up. Uh, I threaten my wife that I'm going to prearrange a whole bunch of uh, posts long after my death uh, just so I can say hi or I love you or apologize for leaving my shoes out or do something. Uh, she's not, she doesn't find that funny. I, maybe it's Maybe I, I'm just a, you know, I have that kind of sense of humor. She never finds uh, funny things I would like to do at my funeral funny. Um, I would like to talk to people as they go by. Hey, how you doing? You look good. Uh, how are the people in your life? Are you making disciples? You know, you could do that. You could pay someone these days to digitally call people by their name. You know, hey, Fred, how you doing? How's the wife and kids? You look good. And uh, my wife doesn't like that idea at all at all. She's probably going to tell me later if she's listening, why did you say that on the air? Why? why? You know, I don't know, because I have a weird sense of humor with that. 888-528-2557. Is there a good reason? Maybe there's not. You're not calling because you haven't come up with a good reason for social media. It is, uh, you know, I've used the example, you know, with the, when we were having all the gun violence and people were saying, well, uh, the the mass shootings have increased ever since the 
gun ban lapsed, and we've got another one now. I guess in 10 years we'll, we'll know maybe. And once the gun ban uh, lapsed, then those increased uh, exponentially over the years after that. And uh, that could be true, but I've pointed out that the other thing that has increased in exactly the same time period is the proliferation of social media. And it can make people really angry. That's what the, the studies have shown, too, is that you will have more engagement if people are mad, if people are riled up. That's why the fake news goes flying through it, because people can post all kinds of stuff. I haven't seen yet. I saw that the uh, um, the in the Mar-a-Lago raid thing that they're going to release a redacted version, potentially, of the affidavit that should have some details and I'll bet people are already speculating on that so much on social media. I haven't looked, but I bet people are speculating so much. It hasn't been released. We don't know what it says. And it's going to be redacted in such a way it's probably still not going to know what it says once it comes out. But people are going to argue it and speculate, and pretty soon people are going to say, no, that is what it says, even though we have no idea what it actually says. Uh, that is a bad thing. We've got to discern that for sure, don't we? You're listening to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. Is there a good reason for social media? Is there a way that we can use it for good? 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557 is the number. Email address is SoCalLive at KKLA.com. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. I'll be back as the Thursday edition of SoCal Live continues. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow on 99.5 KKLA. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. We're talking about social media. I'm asking the question, is there a good use for it? Is there a way? And I'm coming from it from the standpoint of it's going to be here, that it's not going away, probably. So with that being said, with all the negative that is social media, is there a good use for it? Is there a way that we can impact it in a positive way, particularly for the kingdom of God? Is there a way that is... As believers, we can make sure that we're representing Christ on there. And that's not for everybody. I think I think a lot of people, maybe most people, shouldn't be on there at all. Just too much temptation, too much of a uh, waste of time, too many problems. But it is something where most people are there. More than half of the world, more than half the people on the planet now have a social media account. You ever been on a mission trip to a really impoverished country? What you find is a couple of things interesting sometimes. When I've been uh, in El Salvador, and this was years ago, what I found is that on my phone, I got five bars. I got great cell phone reception. And part of it is because, you know, they didn't have to spend all the time putting in landlines and dig a holes everywhere. Eventually, they just put up cell towers and there you go. And everybody's got phone service and now internet. And I also found that some of the poorest people that we worked with, whenever they got some money, rather than invested in their house or their family or something more important, they invested it in a cell phone and they can watch sports or watch the social media and participate in that. Uh, it's addictive. It's all over the world. Uh, I don't think it's going anywhere. How do we do it from a, a positive standpoint? 888-528-2557 is the number, 888-528-2557. You can email me at SoCalLive at KKLA.com. Chip in Laverne. Chip, welcome to Southern California Live. I, I, yeah, I agree with you on that. And there was another guy that said that older guys don't need social media. That's me. Yeah. Um, but but you know what? Scott? I think that like social media is like you know fire warms you, but then fire can also burn me. So mm. you know. But hey, Scott, can I make a comment on the? Um, you were talking about that robbery earlier. Was yeah. it Today or something on the news? Yeah. 
There's another. Yeah, there's been a bunch of them, but there was one in Seven Eleven. Uh, Fox News uh, locally, Fox Eleven in Los Angeles was showing where it, it was one of these situations where people are taking over the street outside. Have you seen that? And then they have they spin their car around and and then everybody decided to come inside and rob the Seven Eleven. And I mean everybody. You know. Yeah, I, I just say one thing. That uh, I'm going to say this from the inside, if you know what that means. You know, the police are not on patrol generally. I shouldn't speak for everybody, but mm. like you see a murder in the middle of the night, then you see 50 cops come out. Where were they? Seven of them is not going to get robbed. And I'm saying this from the inside. I'm retired. Not going to get robbed if somebody's there. Mm. If the cops were in, and the cops are in the office at night, they're kind of like hiding. I'm saying this from the inside. I'm not getting anybody in trouble. I have no names. I'm just saying that. Mm-hmm. They talk. They, they're in the parking lot talking. They're behind McDonald's. And, you know, we just need the police to be on patrol more, do what they're paid to do, like a lifeguard. A lifeguard stays on post, you know, and checks out the view. And the police, my, my brothers, the police sisters, too, they're just, we're just not on patrol. We're just we're just in uniform breathing, and we're in the parking lot, and we're not out there, and we need to be out. I can prove this. I don't want to, though. But Yeah. you're. A, are you a, a retired police officer? Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. You know, I think it's a good point. I think things have changed, you know, when I've uh, and it's one of the issues that's tied into our city with um, the prosecutors in particular. You know, if police officers think that if I arrest somebody, um, they're not going to get prosecuted. And if I uh, engage with somebody on the street who may or may not be doing something that I might get sued, uh, they're going to stay in their cars. Uh, you know? And stay in the parking lot, and that's a huge problem. And you're right; some of these some of these things would be prevented just by the presence, I think, of uh, patrol. But that's a complicated issue in our time, where we are questioning whether or not we should be prosecuting uh, criminals who rob the Seven Eleven. Uh, Chip, I appreciate your call, and thank you for uh, serving in uh, in your career. And that's another big issue. We talked about that a few months ago because uh, Seattle PD came out with a report on that where it was very specific that officers, because of specific decisions made by uh, the district attorney and by the city, that we're just not going to arrest certain people or we're not going to prosecute certain crimes, then it was like, well, what are we doing out here then? You know, it's, uh, and they wrote this study about how much time people stay in, uh, officers might stay um, in the office, or they'll stay in a parking garage somewhere, or just kind of waiting for the more emergency calls. And uh, that's not because they're lazy. It's because they're being restrained from doing what they think they ought to do. It's a, it's a pretty serious issue. And then the victims are everybody who's a victim of crime. Um, you know, and the social media side of it, you know, a, another bad thing is social media. We're trying to find a good thing. Is there a good way to use social media? Okay, do you have a way that we can use it positively? 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. If you want to join the conversation. Um, social media is often used for some of these crimes, right? So the the mobs of people who will go in and break into the same place, they'll coordinate with social media. And sometimes that's how they get caught because people are looking, but other times it's how things get coordinated. Can you imagine how hard it would be to coordinate a whole bunch of people back in the old days when you just had to call everybody? How would you do that? I remember doing that for just, you know, not criminal acts. <laughs> you used to rob stores with, no. But I would I would organize, you know, clubs on the college campus or church events. And how did you do that uh, 25 years ago? Well, you called people on the phone and you had a phone list and you had to dial every single number. 
and go all the way. It would take it would take an entire evening to call everybody, and then people still wouldn't get the message. How, you couldn't coordinate it, but now you can do it instantly. With one, if you you can build a group, and you can send out one text, and everybody gets it. And people are using that for really negative things. Uh, often, I would like to, you know, say that we shouldn't. It just seems to me that we have to look at this individually. Like, what does God want me to do? Is it better for my marriage that I stay off of there? Is it better for my kids that they stay off of there, that I make sure that they're off of there? Is it better for me and my job? You know, how much, how many hours are wasted by employers because people can't stay off their phones? It's a lot. In fact, I, uh, I was working at a company called SAIC years ago, and my job was to hire a bunch of temporaries, right? They, I, and we had this massive, massive um, project, and I hired 100 people. We had rooms full of people with computers, and it was this massive, terrible project. And it was pretty easy to, to you know, for them to work on it. But I, I hired like every every available temporary in the city. It was great for them. Well, it was when social media was new. America Online was new, and this one lady I'll never forget her is she could not stay off the chat on that thing. And I came into her desk and I said, "Hey, if I catch you on that again, I'm going to let you go. You got work to do." And she said, "Okay." Well, half an hour later, I walk in, and she's on there again in uh, those America Online chat rooms or whatever. And I said, I'm going to let you go. You're fired. And you know what she said? She goes, you know what? Really, I would just rather be on there anyway. That's what she told me. And uh, she took up her stuff, and she left. And uh, I ran into her years later at some other um, group I was a part of, and she didn't remember me, but I remembered her. And I thought, I wonder if you're still on your uh, AOL chat. But for her, it was more important than her job. Uh, it's bad. Well, I've got some thoughts about it. I think, I think that most of us we're we're finding ourselves using it one for one reason or another. That most people. This is what the studies say. The study says everybody's on it. Even people who say they're not on it, the studies are saying secretly you're on there. That you've got your private accounts or you're doing other stuff. Uh, and if it's a private account, you know you got to ask yourself why. Probably having something private is not for a good reason. Uh, it might be a good reason if it's you know, private. What I mean by private is your friends and your your spouse especially don't know about it. That's probably not good. Um, maybe you have it private because you're you're just keeping it within friends and you're using it for how it ought to be used. Okay, how do we use it in a public way? You know, I've got a few thoughts about that, and I think it's because we're on there, and maybe it's how we conduct ourselves. Can we think by an example? do better on social media as believers? Can there be a Christian presence on there that is more about behavior than it is about making a point? Or maybe the way we do it is we we deliberately do our best to uh, do well. In Titus, Titus chapter 3, it says, remind them to be submissive to rulers and authorities, to be obedient, to be ready for every good work, to speak evil of no one. That's a big one for us, isn't it? In, in social media, we should speak evil of no one, avoid quarreling, be gentle, and show perfect courtesy toward all people. I mean, that right there would change the tone of a lot of conversations we have on social media. And if you're the type of person who is who likes to engage, you've you got to ask yourself, am I following Scripture there? Can I do this? Speak evil of no one, avoid quarreling, do not be gentle, it's not saying don't point out evil. I mean, there's better ways to do it. 
there are you're going to have a lot more success with that when it's in your own your own life or in other mediums. Social media uh, is just a a powder keg. I think that we can do that. You know, over and over again in the New Testament, quarreling with each other is seen as ungodly behavior. It just is, and I think that's one of the spiritual. Um, the spiritual problems that we get with social media because it creates so much tension. I think there's less of that if we're aware of that. If we're going into it realizing there's a spiritual battle here, it's going to cause us to do things better. Titus 3.10, as for the person who stirs up division, you know, after warning him once and then twice, have nothing more to do with him. That's about church discipline and tossing them out of the church. But we do that. We're stirring up stuff online so much. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. And I'm asking the question, are there good ways or good things that we can do on social media? I'm coming from the standpoint to not say social media is good. I think most of the statistics tell us that it is having a negative effect in almost every way, all right, in our culture. But I also believe it's here to stay most likely. And it's not something that is some obscure thing that only a handful of people are using. It's something that most of us, I think nine out of 10, nine out of 10 people in the United States are on social media. And that goes down to about 13 years old. All right. So a lot of kids are on there and it's, it's 13, uh, 13 years old. Um, and only because they admit they're 13, you can just, you know, those websites, they say, are you 13 years old? And you could be eight years old and say, yeah, I'm 13. And suddenly you're eight and you're on social media. If you ever wonder why kids are that young on there. They're not supposed to, but the social media companies are just doing the honor system most of the time with that. And uh, there you go. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. I'll come back in just a moment for your calls. And uh, is there a good positive uses that we can do with social media, particularly as Christians uh, in a world where everybody lives there on social media? 888-528-2557. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. And I'll be back for your calls as SoCal Live continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to SoCal Live with Scott Furrow on 99.5 KKLA. Welcome back, everybody. Thursday afternoon. Great to be with you. The number is 888-528-2557. We're talking about how, if it's possible at all, to use social media for good. How can we do that? 888-528-2557. Joanne in Los Angeles, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi, Scott. How are you? I'm good, Joanne. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, and thank you. I've enjoyed you since you've come on with KKLA, and I want, I'm want i an ad- advocate to say that there can be good uh, reasons to use social media. I uh, know it's sometimes it's a lot of negative, but sure. I just wanted how would to you share do it? that. How would you do it for good? So uh, 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 an acquaintance of mine, uh, her granddaughter had cancer, and she posted a lot of information about her granddaughter so that people knew what mm. charity they could donate to, uh, that, you know, there was a, she needed a blood for, you know, and people could choose to give blood and, and uh, you know, really got the word out there quickly to a lot of people, people that she knew, but to other people too. And that works really does a great, great job. And uh, another very long-term friend of mine, her son, needed a kidney transplant and he happened to be uh you know a mixture of races and it was a little more challenging to find a match for him and she posted 
I got a lot of uh, people. I'm, I'm not sure if they found the match through social media. He did get his transplant ultimately, but mm. it really helped to get the word out. So I think for this kind of stuff, it's really a, a great way for people to reach a lot of people. Word of mouth, and you know, maybe start off with your friends. You know, other people who know other people, and so that in in that context, I think it can really, really be useful. Yeah. You know, I think those are really good examples of how we can use it to actually help people. And uh, that's a real good way to use it, I think, for for believers in particular on there is, hey, post your uh, post people's needs on there. You'd be surprised how people are actually pretty generous, uh, even strangers, uh, when people really have uh, yeah. tremendous needs. All right, Joanne, thank you and very you much. You can also post. I just want to say one other thing. If you choose to post a miracle that's happened in your life, or who knows, you know, what the Lord has blessed you. And that goes out to people, not just Christians, but to others. And then, you know, it just plants that seed. All right. Thank you, Joanne, for calling. And we keep keep things positive on there, which I think is a big deal, which I think scripturally, you know, over and over again, we are are told to um, be positive. And there's so much negative stuff on there. You know, she's right about helping people that that's a use for it. Even just prayers. And um, there are people who post prayer requests that are right in the moment, particularly on Twitter, or I'm going through something terrible. I was just in a car accident, or my wife was just diagnosed with cancer, or we're having, I've had so many of those people I know, but also strangers. And you, it's amazing how people really can use it for good in those ways. It's too bad that that's not uh, what we see more often, but it's a it is a good way, if you're going to be on there, something that you can do that's positive. 888-528-2557. Alvin in Los Angeles, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi, Scott. Thank you for having me on here. Yeah. Um, I would I would just say probably um, the simplest way that you could use social media in a positive way, which, um, you know, I know that my... Um, my elders and my late family members didn't have is simply sharing a scripture, you know, every day mm-hmm. on a Facebook or an Instagram. A Facebook or an or, Instagram? Or an Insta- yeah. Yeah. Because, um, you know, I, I do this a lot and I found that, you know, just a simple gesture, just a simple gesture like that for somebody who does who who doesn't know God can, um, I mean, it's a simple way really to plant the seed and even eventually start the conversation. Yeah. And if you trust that the word of God is living and active, then you never know how God is going to use that by putting the scripture out there. Thank you, Alvin. I think that's a really good example of a positive way to use social media. Listening to Southern California Live, I'm Scott Furrow. The number is 888-528-2557. We've been talking about social media and we acknowledge that uh, it is being used in a lot of terrible ways but also acknowledging that it's probably here for good. So for the church, for Christians, what are some positive ways we can use it without getting tugged into the super negative side? You know, a lot of churches are on there, and you need to be. And one person described it as this is this is today's version of knocking on doors and inviting them to church or telling them about Jesus and doing this to strangers, because your neighbors may not expect you to be coming to the door but they are staring at their phone. They they live on their phone. The studies say that people are on their phone staring at that screen four or five hours a day. 
And as Alvin said, you know, what happens if, uh, in fact, uh, you know, at our station, at our churches, sometimes uh, the best practice is to just post scripture and positive encouragements, and you never know who's going to need to hear that. And you've got to trust the Lord, the Word of God, that it's not going to come back void. And it's amazing. You know, some of these organizations, these social networks will give you statistics, depending on how your account is set up, on how many people actually look at it. And you got to look carefully. Like Facebook breaks it down to people who look for one second, people who look for three seconds, people who look for 10 and longer. You know, but when you're getting to, you know, three seconds is a long time sometimes. It means people at least pause to check it out. Ten seconds is a really long time on there. That means they probably read the verse and pondered it for a moment. Um, I definitely think that's positive. And I think that is the, the main thing is are you positive on your social media or is it negative and, and tearing things down? Do we feel like it's just a, a place for political engagement or is it a place where we can demonstrate and announce the, the gospel? You know, the the fake news issue of social media, so much of it is fake or it's false or it doesn't present both sides, uh, fake or false. That would be the same. Um, in Second Timothy, when it tells us about dealing with false teachers, it says, keep reminding God's people of these things. Warn them before God against quarreling about words. It is of no value. It only ruins those who listen. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who does not need to be ashamed and who correctly handles the word of truth. Avoid godless chatter, because those who indulge in it will become more and more ungodly. I mean, isn't that true? Uh, it is, uh, we, we can get tied up into so many things. That's where I think it just goes wrong, godless chatter. And the scriptures are really clear. Over and over again, the scriptures warn us about quarreling. And social media, the place it gets super bad is when we pick a fight with somebody or somebody picks a fight with us and we take the bait. We don't need to do that. 888-528-2557 is the number, Southern California Live. Scott Furrow, Chris from Whittier, welcome to Southern California Live. I know your time is short, Scott. So what I do, I'm a writer. Yeah. And I have a large extended family that does not know Christ wouldn't darken the door of a church if, if unless they died and were being carried in by the, you know, yeah. vertical, <laughs> the horizontal. Right. Anyway, um, so I took it upon myself about five years ago to write a phony church service that's full of humor, but it also gives insight into the way Christians think and what the issues are and all the necessary essentials. I call it the secret Sunday service. And the idea is I put it, I let my relatives know that if they uh, dial in, they can read all about Christianity, and hopefully they'll do that because they know me and they enjoy my writing. But as long as they don't comment or like it, nobody in the world will know they've been there. Mm. So they can stay completely anonymous. And I've been doing that for five years, and um, it's been working. So you've had people respond. So So your relatives check it out. Yeah, yeah, it's been actually working, and some of them uh, are uh, really turning. Well, that's great news. That's a really great way to do it. And and you had to instruct them, don't like it or, or comment, because then uh, it's not private. Exactly. I put that disclaimer about every other time I, I roll it out. It's yeah. Secret Sunday service. Secret Sunday service. All right, Chris, I appreciate that. That's a really good idea out there. And you have to give instruction, like if you're going to do that, too. But, you know, and, and keep in mind here that he's doing this with 
people that he actually knows in mind. And I think that's also critical because people that you don't know probably aren't going to care and they're not going to click on it. But people that you know, which is what discipleship is, they're going to care. They're going to be interested, even if they're not really in agreement. You know, friends, it's one of those things in this world that there is something specific that we should do to be uh, in the world, but not of the world. I think that a lot of people should not be on social media because they can't handle it. Um, and you have to be really fair with yourself on that. But social media is a a mission field that might be the greatest mission field ever. And it certainly is with the people in your relational world. Because, you know, you might have 8,000 friends, but how many of those people really do you interact with? You have a group of family that might be 100 people. And then you've got, you know, 8 to 15 people that you see on a regular basis. Those are the people who actually are going to care or be interested in what you write down and going to be impacted. Whatever you're putting on there, it needs to be positive. It needs to be glorifying to God because those that group of people, they're the only ones who are going to care if you're negative, and they're not going to they're not going to appreciate it. It's not going to go well. We're told repeatedly to uh, have nothing to do. Second Timothy with foolish, ignorant controversies, because you know that they breed quarrels. And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil and correcting his opponents with gentleness. If you use social media that way, and you're thinking of it as a, a, a way to encourage people to be positive, to reflect the love of Christ, you can use it in a positive way. And just dispense with all the stuff that's negative. It's not helping anybody. We can have a positive impact for Christ if we do it the right way. Lots of we can say about that, but we're done for today. Tomorrow's Open Phone Friday. You can call about anything you'd like from 3 to 5, Southern California Live, weekdays 3 to 5, right here. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. Thanks for being with me today. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Have a great evening. God bless you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.